Welcome to the Do More Podcast, where we share strategies and tips for improving your life in every aspect. Here's your host, John Farling. We're back with another episode here, and I'm sharing my, I guess not daily thoughts, but weekly thoughts. Um, actually, a thought that just popped in my mind, I need to do something about some type of studio, something, because sitting in the corner of uh, my office here isn't uh, isn't cutting it. Um, it's working for now, but I need to do something here. I just, uh, just thought about that. So today, wanted to talk about misconce- misconceptions about money, if I can say the word. So... Money to me is one of those things that, uh, you know, it's, it's for whatever reason is kind of dirty to talk about. Um, I believe that the more we talk about it in a, in a, in a productive manner is super important, especially when we're talking to our kids or family about it, whatever I know growing up and, 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 you know, it's, it's nothing to do with my family, but I know growing up, we didn't talk about it that much. We did a little bit, but there's, it's almost one of those things that, you know, you're not supposed to talk about it. You're not supposed to ask people what they make. You're just, it's, you're just kind of blind. And I think that's, <clears throat> you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything, maybe, but I think there's something to be said about society pushing us not to bring those conversations up. Um, I don't know if, you know, this is another episode or another talk. I don't, I, I don't know enough about it, but I don't know if the government truly wants us to make more money or a lot of us be wealthy, financially free, however you want to call it. I don't know if the government truly wants everybody or majority to be there. So I'm wondering if that's been planted in our brains, you know, just uh, generations passed down. but. You know, you, you hear about a lot of you, you hear a lot of misconceptions. You know, it, it starts with when you're young, money's dirty. Don't touch it. It's dirty. Um, again, you're not supposed to talk about it to your family members or really anybody, your friends. You're not supposed to ask people how much they make. And all these seeds were planted when we were young. Right. And it's I, I'm sure I'm not the only one. This is just generations passed down and. You know, I don't know how far it goes back, but obviously it, it's something that's stuck with that's sticking with us. And it really and this goes back to the last episode. It really. It helps to change when you're around other people that have a different mindset. Right. And and you have to have some experience and to be able to pass it down. But if you're just by yourself or if you're around people that have problems with money, have PTSD with money don't have enough money, what, you know, blow their money on stupid things, you know, then you're going to, you're going to copy those people. Um, to me, well, one, I want to hit one point before I forget, you can't save money to become rich, wealthy, financially free, whatever, whatever you want to do. You cannot save money to get there. First, you need to invest in yourself. You need to save some money to, if you're going to invest in deals, but you can do deals, and that's real estate, business deals, whatever it is, without using your own money. Saving money is, it, you, you got to have a, a rainy day fund, right? When something just goes wrong and you need to get five for one, two, three months. Some people say you should have uh, reserves of three months of your expenses. So your total monthly expenses, you should have three months saved. 
Some people say six months. I've heard some people talk about two years. I, that's that's a lot. Um, obviously, you get to a point to where you know saving is is easier, and and you're not skimping on other things. And this is probably another discussion too, because I want to hit on a few points here. But um, you're not gonna you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna save your way to being wealthy. And cutting out Starbucks isn't going to get you there either, right? You're just not cutting out something so small. Cutting out cable now, while I don't know if a lot of watching TV is not good for you, but just saying, you know what, I need to cut my expenses. So I'm going to cut $100 off my cable bill. That's not going to help you. You're not going to, that's not going to do anything. You need to focus your time on making more money um, as opposed to cutting small things like that. Now, if you've got a boat, boat payment that's, $5,000 a month. Yeah. You know, you can probably cut that and, and make some headway there. Um, but another point I wanted to hit on was, um, you hear it a lot. Money doesn't make you happy, which I agree. However, not having money or being paycheck to paycheck, which I think majority of the world is living now, which I had stats. I don't have stats, but I think majority of the world, or at least the U S is living there right now to where they're living paycheck to paycheck. So yes, money is an important thing. And while money alone does not make you happy, I guarantee having food in your refrigerator and getting whatever food you want, healthier food, right, is probably important and and helps you sleep better at night. So while money does not make you happy, it makes things a lot easier. You can go on vacations. Um, I'm not completely against buying some things. Right. And and it's not going to, you know, buying a new car is not going to make you happy. You're going to have a little jolt of happiness, um, you know, for a couple of weeks and then it's going to wear off. Right. So you can't you can't rely on it to make you happy. But I don't have a problem with if you're going to go buy luxury things and you can afford it. And it's a cool thing to do. Do it. I don't see a problem with that. And I think there's a lot of people that go the other way that. For whatever reason, I, I don't know, you know, and everyone has their own beliefs. These are my beliefs and nothing. It's not right or wrong. I just think, you know, if, if you want to buy a sports car and you can afford it and it's gonna, not going to impact you or your family in, in a negative way, go do it. Um, you know, if I had an option between driving a, a Hyundai and a Lamborghini, probably picking the Lamborghini. Right. So, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of misconceptions there. Um, I also believe that money is, money is a tool. Money is also a measuring device. So not, and not, not all occupations or jobs or businesses, you know, are created equal, but I do believe that it's kind of a grading scale. So if you're, if you're, I don't want to say if you're making more money, you're more successful. That's that's not the case because there are a lot of successful people that don't make a ton of money. For business owners, it is a tool, right? And that shows us the the outcome of our work. That's that's also showing us the. To me, it's it's about chasing potential for myself. So for me to have, it's at least one way that I grade myself in a way. And that's making more money, right? I own self-storage facilities. So if they're doing better, if we acquire more self-storage facilities, we should be making more money, right? As a business overall. So it's it's a tool. 
So it's not a dirty thing. It's a tool. You're chasing your your potential, whether it's personal or, or your or your business. Go make more money. Um, it's also, and to tie into that, it's it's not the destination, right? It's not like, hey, once I once I get a million dollars in the bank account, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be set. That's that's not what we're doing here. It's more about the the journey along the you know along the path of creating that million dollars, and you're building skill sets to get there, right? So if you can build the skill sets to make a million dollars, how much do you think you can make after you build those skill sets and get that million dollars, right? That's what's important: building those skill sets, making yourself better, making those around you better, and 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 I've seen it here in the past year or so, year or two years. The more money I make the more people I can help out. And that's a bunch of ways. That's that's donating, that's making hires. And my business is the people that I hire, this is more of a lifestyle type position that I'm hiring for. They're basically across the board. So majority of my positions are not full-time. I do have one full-time person that I use third-party manager, which we can go over in another episode. But the full-time person that I have it's more of a lifestyle job for her. She's not sitting at a desk or an office 40 hours a week. Uh, in fact, she just moved basically, what, two or three hours from her house to live by her daughter just went to college. And she's able to do this position technically full-time, um, but it's lifestyle, right? Um, so that's I think that's that's an important part too, and this is probably... I keep saying another episode, but probably another episode and building a business and, and growing and scaling. But, you know, if I wasn't focused on trying to make more money, trying to do more, plug for podcast, um, then, uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to affect her life and other people that I've hired in a positive way. Not that that's directly re- related to money, but it, it's it's part of the journey to get there. Um, I also hear a lot of a lot of people, and it's been in some of the masterminds that I've been in, some of the rooms I've been in, um, and I don't know if it's directly stated, but it's I think the thought is there. I either can have freedom, time freedom, or money. And I think this not only for for these two options, but I think a lot of things in life. It's not either or. Why not both? Why can't you have freedom? Why can't you have money, right? And and it's taken me probably a couple of years to figure that out. At first, when I wanted to leave my nine to five, it was, I just want freedom. I want to have financial freedom. I want to be able to do whatever I want, hang out with my family, which I do. I've got two young kids, a wife. We hang out all the time. I also want to crush in business and do you know, great things in business. Like I said, make hires, make other people's, people's lives better. And I think doing that also is showing my kids, and I'll back up here in a second, but it's also showing my kids that I'm creating something and I'm creating systems and businesses in our community, in our society, and that's making people's lives better. But I'll back up. Um, for the first couple of years that I was, I quit my nine to five, I, I didn't grow that much. My real estate portfolio did not grow much. I'd say 18 months after quitting my nine to five. I did make one acquisition, but other than that, I think I had one acquisition in about 
It's probably about 16 months. I was hanging out at home. Not that I wasn't productive, but I wasn't focused on growth. And my family, I'm sure, saw that. My kids were younger. They were, I don't know, we'll call it six and two, six and three at the time. But they're seeing what you're doing, right? So if I would have stayed down that path, my kids graduate high school, college, whatever they're going to do. They saw mom stay at home, right? Take care of the family, take care of the kids, take care of the house. And then they saw dad staying at home while he was around us as kids all the time, which is wonderful. He didn't, it didn't seem like he worked for his money, right? I didn't want that perception for my kids. So I do, I don't want to say I force myself, but there are days where I don't have a ton going on. Um, there are days where I have a lot going on, right? And, I, and I'm working a little bit more than others, but there are days where I don't have a ton going on. And I will spend a few hours working in my office a day to kind of prove a point. And then I'll try to also give them some type of tidbit, whether they remember or not, I have no idea, but try to give them something about, Hey, we have to work hard in this life. We can't just sit at your, at your computer desk in your home two hours a day and, and make money and make a living. That's not, that may be reality when they get older. I don't know. Times are changing, but that's not reality for most people. So I'll try to instill those things, but I do think it starts with they're watching what we're doing. And this kind of went off off path a little bit here from what I was going to talk about. But yeah, I, I think it's important to to show our kids not just that money's, you know, on a high pedestal here, but money is it is important and you need to be financially responsible. We're not taught this stuff in school. We're not taught really anything about money in school. Maybe you take an accounting class. Uh, at some point, maybe you uh, you learn how to bounce a checkbook, which is important anymore. You know, there's they give you the 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 very not even basics. I I don't even know what you call it, but they give you basically no information about money and what money is and how money works. So these are things that we do have to talk about with each other, with our kids. You know, what are you doing for retirement? Talk to your neighbors about it. Talk to your friends about it. It's important to get those things out there, in my opinion. Um, that's pretty much all. Actually, I've got one more point. Sorry. I do have one more point. I'm looking at my, my notes over here. So, and I've noticed this myself. Um, there, there's been times where I've had money in the bank, money's coming in and it's feeling kind of cushy and I get kind of lax. And I've noticed that anytime a deal pops up and, you know, I'll give you the, a, a little bit about how I do my deals, but I, I use my own cash. I don't raise money or syndicate. I use my own cash to put in my deals for down payment, repairs, whatever it is. Anytime I do a deal, and I've heard Grant Cardone say this, anytime I do a deal, I basically go cash broke. Not completely cash broke, but I'm using my money to buy these deals as, as far as putting money down for the down payment in these deals. And that also creates a sense of urgency and lights a fire under me. It's I'm I'm no longer cushy anymore, right? It doesn't it doesn't feel all that comfortable, which at times I think is a good thing. And then I have to become more, just more strategic with things. Maybe looking for other avenues to make money. Maybe um, being smarter about money. It just kind of keeps me locked in and focused a little bit more. And I'm not saying everyone needs to do that. That's something I've found about myself that 
Yeah, while you know, and I just took down this is what August. I just took down three deals end of very end of last year, and then two deals this year. So I've been in a way cash poor um, this year, and we're now starting to see the the fruits of our labor. But for a few months, it gets a little um, feels feels a little tight, and I think that's a good thing. And I don't know truly, I don't know if this podcast and whether this podcast is good or not. I don't know. <laughs> remains to be seen but i don't know if this podcast would have came if i didn't have that sense of urgency or that that push to to i don't want to say make more money because i don't think this podcast is going to make money but to be more strategic and do things um you know i i think it's i think it's a good thing i think you don't want to be too cushy unless you can be there and still still push yourself um, but you also don't want to be at the other end of the scale and not have any money and be paycheck to paycheck. So it's basically all I've got today. Uh, appreciate everyone that's listening. Appreciate you hanging on throughout. Uh, if you're still listening to the end of the episodes, I know I'm usually fast forwarding uh, to the next episode, but appreciate it. Please leave feedback. Uh, would love to hear it. Um, follow the show, share the show if it's valuable, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Thanks for following, subscribing, and listening to this episode of the Do More podcast hosted by John Farling. To learn more or ask questions, go to l4investing.com.